This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. For some NFL handicappers, there is a myth that primetime games are important to teams that have poor records. Bad teams are bad teams, according to Jeff Schwartz, who appeared on Gil Alexander's A Numbers Game. Let's take it. Let's take an extreme. Let's say you're the uh, the New York Football Jets, and let's say you have a random prime time game. Would that matter more? Let's say your season's done, right? And you're just playing the season out. You have five games left. Four of them are Sunday, but one of them's a Monday night. I'm just speaking hypothetically now. Like that's what, what handicappers. Well, this is their last chance to show themselves on national TV. That's like a narrative you hear from handicappers. Yeah, that's 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 garbage. I, love it. I don't like if, if the team if the team sucks, they suck. Like they're not going to play. If they're bad, if they're two and four, if they're two and thirteen, let's say, or like two and twelve. Okay, I'll give you an example. I played in one of those games. I was two and eleven in, in twenty ten with the Panthers. Okay, we went to Pittsburgh. They were eleven and two or something like that. The game is so bad that ESPN doesn't even have a box score for the game. Like it just says, like there's no stats on their website. It's like for God, Pro Football Reference, I think, doesn't even have a box score. It is that bad of a game that if there's no box score of it. We lost twenty-seven to three. We had a hundred yards on offense. It was atrocious. We were awful. We did not. I, I promise you, we did not think all week. Like here's our chance to show out on TV. Our thought was. Let's not get murdered by the Steelers. Like, let's try to let's try not to make like. And we we lost twenty seven three. We were terrible. We sucked as a team. Really, it was more our quarterback was really bad, Jimmy Clausen. It, it did not it did not matter. We played on Thursday night football. That was not. We, we were gonna get blown out whether we played on Thursday night football, on Tuesday night football, Sunday night football. It did not matter. We were a bad football team. Jeff, like I said, <clears throat> you've made my day. I've waited ten years to dispel that one. Uh, <laughs> Former NFL lineman Jeff Schwartz on a numbers game with Gil Alexander weekdays ten a.m. to noon Eastern on V. On Betting Across America, since Josh Applebaum analyzed the upcoming NBA draft. Yeah, I think the key when you're betting a lot of these futures is getting the right number and get, not being you know, too scared off by a number that, you know, on the first reflection is, is really high. So what I'm getting at here is I'm laying the wood with Cade Cunningham, minus 500, because if you look at kind of the evolution of some of these top picks, what I liken it is, you know, I remember, I think it was at the end of the college football season last year, when the odds makers first started releasing first overall pick odds, Trevor Lawrence opened at, I think, minus 200 or minus 300, minus 375 around there. By the time the draft rolls around, you know, Trevor Lawrence is minus 10,000. So I think at first glance, you look at this and you say, Cade Cunningham minus 500, you know, that's way too high. I can't risk that number. But if that number is minus 500 now, but by the time the draft rolls around, which I think is July 29th, end of, end of July, what if Cade Cunningham is then minus 5,000, minus 10,000? So to me, this is kind of a generational type player. I watched a lot of Oklahoma State games, you know, betting college uh, basketball throughout this season. And to me, he's kind of like a mini Jason Tatum, like 6'8", great offensive game. He's only 19 years old. Um, love Suggs, love Mobley, some of these other guys. But my first inclination is I'm, I'm taking that minus 500 right now. I know it's a big number. I know it's early, but I have I have a premonition here, Pritch. I think this I think this Cunningham number is going to be you know minus 5,000, minus 10,000 by the time the week of the draft rolls around. The Preakness is Saturday, and the V-Sit horse racing experts analyzing every angle to find the betting edge. Whether you're a regular better on the horses or a novice, our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the Preakness. Visit vcin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, and picks from horse racing specialists like Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ballman, Jeremy Plonk. 
vcin.com slash horses. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. The spring sports calendar is packed with betting opportunities, and our VSIN experts are on top of all the betting action. We're looking at early season baseball trends, the NBA and NHL playoffs, tracking the favorites and long shots for every golf tournament. Cashing tickets is our goal, no matter what sport or season. And this spring, you can count on the VSIN experts to stay on top of every angle. Start your free trial today at VSIN.com slash subscribe and put our team to work for you. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. Plenty to do as we welcome you in on a Friday, the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeston studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in his office there in Jersey. And I call you the 76er whisperer. All kidding aside, it's like nobody has a better feel for this team. And you said last night was going to be a disaster. Disaster it was. How about your boy Embiid, minus 17 on the floor? I mean, they're, they're just, look, here's the reality of it. And, and I'm a 76er fan, so I say this honestly. I say this without trying to be reverse psychology. This is not a tough team. They have no mental or physical toughness. And the Miami Heat know, they know, that they can kick their butt anytime. And if the Sixers and the Heat went to the same school and they had to walk home, the Sixers would go two blocks out of the way to avoid the Heat. They want nothing to do with them. You could tell from the first minute of that game, the Heat were just way tougher. Now, you know, the big man trying to get phony toughest with Aritza, uh, I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. Now I'm on, my tongue got tied. But anyway, so, I mean, it's, it's really, there's no toughness to them. They, put, they played them 25 minutes. They basically did the Roberto Duran. They went no moss on the game. They went no moss on the game. I mean, you know, I mean, it really is. And, and, and I said this to Will Hill last night. He's got a ticket, and he thinks the Sixers are getting to the conference final. They will not get to the conference final. You can write this down. They will not get to the conference final. They will lose to Miami. I think they'll lose to Miami in four. Let's say it's five. That's the most. The problem with the 76ers, for all the hoopla, for all the, the conversations about, you know, the process and the two, they have no toughness. They have no toughness. They don't, they don't have an organization that allows toughness because their best player has to have days off. And this player needs days off. And it's how do you create mental toughness? The Heat are just tougher. Bet the Heat in the series. Take the Heat to get to the conference to play in the East. If the Heat get the fifth seed and they have to play the Knicks or they get there, you can. Pro I promise you they will represent. They'll be one of the teams in the Eastern Finals. 
By the way, on that name, my suspicion was that you nailed the name. I just want you to know. I thought you did a good job with the name. <laughs> I can't speak. I, I mean, nobody, nobody can, nobody wants to talk about it, you know. And and it's the reality of it is, is they have no toughness, you know. And and, and the and Butler does. Miami and Butler, Michael. I mean, they he said they, they like their chances against anybody in a seven-game series. Well, yesterday was the best. That was the most telling game of the year thus far. About I mean, Haslam hadn't played all year. He got he got thrown out thirty seconds in. They had a. I, I wasn't there in the Miami locker room, but I can just tell you that they just basically all said, but led by Butler, we are way tougher than this team. We're going to beat them up, and they'll quit, and they will quit, and they'll retreat, and that's what they did. A 38 to 22 first quarter, and it was over, and it was never getting turned around. And now they got to limp back, and they get to play the Orlando Magic. Which, hey, let, let's be honest. I mean, they got the Magic in two games. The Magic aren't trying, so I don't know what's going to happen. But they play two games at home. We'll see if my man plays tonight because, you know, he can't play back-to-backs. We're not allowed to do that. But the reality of it is is, is they're not good enough. And it's just really they're good. Keep going down this road like they are. And, oh, he's the MVP. The MVP, if he's the MVP, Patrick, if he's the MVP, he don't play 25 minutes in a playoff atmosphere game and go three for nine. Mm -mm. No. They don't. He just doesn't do it. Like, it's just, you know, it's one thing. They've beaten a bunch of bad teams along the way here. Teams that don't even have half their players. Everything's always circumstantial with Embiid. You know what I mean? It's like there's th this but, this but. It's never just, there's always a story. Like, he's changed his life because he had a kid, so now we're expecting something Nothing's from him. Nothing's changed. It's, Nothing's changed. He, he played 25 minutes. Something. He had four. He had four turnovers in 25 minutes. They went and doubled him quickly, and, he, and, he, and they couldn't get the ball out of his hands. You know, and, you know, Tobias Harris had his 21. I mean, they want Tobias Harris to have 24. Tobias Harris had 21 points. He was minus 19 on the floor. You know, so I, I just think to me, anybody who's got a ticket thinking the Sixers are getting to the Eastern Conference, I mean, that was a playoff game. If they go down there, because you had to know that was going to be a playoff-type game. You had to know going in there. They rested a bit. B didn't play in Indianapolis. So they rested him up for that game, and they got 25 minutes out. Now, he'll play good against Orlando, whoever they play. All right, so here's the deal with Philadelphia. They're 47-23. and 23. They go home where they're comfortable, as you know, for their final two games of the season, both against Orlando. One's coming up tonight, and then another one on Sunday, I believe. Win either yep. of those two games, and no matter what Brooklyn or Milwaukee do the rest of the way, the 76ers will be the one seed in the East for the first time since 01. They need the one seed because they need home court throughout. Right, and if they win tonight, they get home court advantage. So we'll see, you know, and if they don't play their tails off tonight after that disappointing game, but that doesn't hide the problem. That does not hide the problem. The problem is they don't have any, they have never had any toughness. They've never, it's been one of my biggest complaints. It's one of the things that drives me crazy about the team that I root for is everything, the team that I root for stands for everything that I hate. It stands for everything. Yeah. It's not mentally tough. Like, I should be a Miami Heat fan. That's really what I should be. I don't know if I could wear that pink colored jerseys that they had on last night, but that's, you know, I got to get. But that's the team that, to me, represents everything I believe in. Not this team. This team, you know, they celebrate, you know, it's ridiculous. There's no toughness to it, and they can't, and, and they don't understand that toughness wins championships. Mental toughness wins championships. I know I give you a hard time about the 76ers. Uh, I am not an Embiid guy. Like, he's dazzling with all his skills. But it's just there's certain people where there's always something. 
And the playoffs are an arduous, long grind. I mean, there is a lot of ups and downs. That is, I mean, it's a couple. I mean, it's, it takes forever. And he's got to be dialed in the whole time. I worry about him. Yeah, I, I just don't. And he's really, you know, he's in a little better shape. But I know somebody on the staff that said, you know, Joel, you got to start playing a little bit. You're just, you got to get in better shape when the playoffs come around. We'll see. Miami, by the way, let's give the playoffs and play-in scenarios here. Miami is a half game behind the four-seed Atlanta and tied with the six-seed New York. The Hawks hold the tiebreaker over the Heat. The Heat hold the tiebreaker over the Knicks, who kept pace with a win last night over San Antonio. By the way, did you see what's happened in the East? Brooklyn right now is very much in danger and in jeopardy of slipping into the East's third seed. But as you mentioned, I don't think they really care. care. They don't care. They lost last night 113-109 to Dallas. Brooklyn, two or three, it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to them. They could care less. I mean, seriously, and, and the Heat know that as long as they can stay out of the play-in, as long as they can stay out of the play-in, they'll get to the conference final. They'll get to the conference final because they know they'll beat Philly. I promise you, they know they'll beat Philly. That was just a little teaser. They'll beat Philly in five. They'll beat Philly in five. Philly might get a game out of them. Yep. And you mentioned play-ins. Let's go. And I would bet it. I would go bet it right now. I listen. I'm and this. I'm not rope-a-dope in here. I'm telling anybody that listens to this. If you have a chance to get the Miami Heat at 12 to one, I think Will Hill mentioned that to me today. It's 12 to one to get to the conference final. Go bet it. Go bet it. Go make some money. I promise you. Go make some money on it. You're going to get there. There's no way they're not going to get there. I mean. Bam's good. Butler's good. Dragic comes off the bench. He's good. I mean, they play mentally tough. They're physically tough. You know, they're, they're, they've been working for this. They've taken their time off. They haven't been good all year, but now they're peaking. I mean, let's, let's be real honest. They, they could get there. Could they, give, could they give Brooklyn? They probably could give Brooklyn some trouble just because of their toughness. Do I think they'll beat Brooklyn? No. No, I don't. They'll beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee would want nothing to do with them, just like Philly wants nothing to do with them. That's why if Philly would have beaten them last night, they could have made them, in the, made them go into the, into the other round. Let's throw up the Eastern Conference odds before we shift to the West. There you see, Michael. The Nets are your betting favorite. Actually, I got the Nets at another book in town. Like, they're laying 135, so they're your, they're your favorites. Uh, 76ers, 3-1. to one. And then let's find the Heat. 14-1 to one to win the East. Not bad. I mean, they're going to get to the conference. I mean, if you get any numbers to get them to the conference final, I mean, you got to take a shot at that. I mean, you really do. You know, you really do. And I think that, you know, the way Nunn plays the point, he's really an effective player. I mean, they didn't even get a good game out of Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson was one for seven from the three-point line. I mean, they only shot 37% from the three-point line, and they won by 12. And they they coasted in the fourth quarter. They only scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. It was a total domination game. I mean, my man man Thomas Gable sends me a text. The Sixers look horrible. It's predictable. I mean, anytime they play a team that's going to punch them in the mouth, they don't have any way to punch you back. Who's the tough guy on the team? That's a good question. They don't have like There's, they don't if have, you contrast the tough guy them to the, the heat, they're completely. I mean, it's not even the tough guy on the team left town because he knew every player on the team wasn't tough. That's why he left town. He wanted nothing to do with signing back with the Sixers. That's why he made them do the the, the the he traded out because he didn't want to do it. He knew what they were dealing with. They didn't have the makeup to be that. And 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 until Maury figures that out, which he's got, he's seeing it. Trust me. My reaction to last night's game's got to be the same as him. He can't dismiss it all as well. You know, we weren't trying. No, no, you were trying. I mean, 
you know, your guy went out there and, you know, maybe you could change, but they're going to have to change the roster. 100%. Did you... And it's not, and it's not changed Danny Green. It's not changed. That's deck chairs off the Titanic. They're going to have to reconfigure and get an alpha male in there. They went with Tobias over, over, they went with Tobias over Butler. And Tobias is a great kid. Tobias does everything well. But there's no dog. There's no dog. But like you said, I don't know if Tobias wanted, I don't know if Butler wanted to stick around. Because he, he, he knew he was going to have to be tied to your boy Embiid. And I just think that he, he sees what you see. And then there is something. There's always something he wanted out. Yeah, and, I, and whether it's – and there's something with Simmons. I mean, Simmons was last night wasn't very good either. He's minus 14. Picked up four fouls. Supposed to be the defensive player of the year. And he picked up four fouls in 26 minutes. How's that going to work? So, late last night – there's no chance you were up for it because there's no, I mean, it was on no. late and that was, I was disgusted. I actually watched the first quarter of that game with my man, Bill, and I went to how to beat Bobby Flay. That's how, that's how much I thought about that game. <laughs> so Bobby, I don't think Bobby, I mean, Bobby Flay, Flay plays for the Miami Bobby Heat. Flay's amazing. I mean, you couldn't get odds on Bobby Flay. I mean, geez, this guy's out there no, battling everybody. They're, they're coming at him left and right. No, I, I mean, mean, it's you, amazing. Maybe if Emerald was in the mix, bam. Oh, Emerald kick his butt. There's no doubt Emerald kick his butt. I mean, he don't have to play against Emerald. Yeah. Oh, those are facts. Uh, you can look them up. The Trailblazers Suns last night it was a great game, actually. Uh, the Suns hold on as the Trailblazers miss free throw after free throw. 118, 117. Number closed the Suns, too. Aiton wasn't playing in the game, but important because the Suns, with a game to play, Right? They, no, two games to play. They're a game behind Utah for the one seed in the West. And then you take a look at Portland. Portland's still just trying to hold on, stay out of the play-in scenario. They are a half a game up right now on the Lakers. Remember, Portland does hold the tiebreak over the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, when the late, you know the thing that bothers me about the Suns? I think the Suns could be fraudulent too, Patrick. I really do. And here's why. Do you remember when the Lakers, when they had the Lakers the other day? I think it was right. It was Monday night or last week. I mean, they had a chance to play the Lakers when the Lakers were wounded and they got beat by the Lakers. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't think, I don't think, I think if the Suns have to play anybody like the Lakers in, the, in that round, they'll get beat. I mean, it's one thing to beat the Portland Trailblazers at home by a point. It's another thing to beat LeBron and to beat Anthony Davis. And I'm just not sure. I think they're a little bit fraudulent. I really do. I think you're on to something. Now, the Lakers are going to close with they play. They don't play till Saturday, and they play on Saturday. They're going to be at the Pacers, and then they're going to be at the Pelicans on Sunday. So they're going to try to avoid that seven seed, which is the play-in. Right now, if it were to start, the play-in is pretty sweet, though, because you got the Lakers and Golden State in the 7-8 matchup. I wouldn't want to play Steph Curry in, in a no single chance. elimination game, would you? No chance. The guy is, you know, it's a, he's a little slept on how well he's played this year. I mean, he's, he doesn't yeah. have any weapons. If you really break down that roster, I mean, Green's fading, although he's played well. Uh, but they, he just doesn't. It's been Steph Curry, and that's it. Yeah. Look, here's the other one that I think is interesting. Let's go back to the East for a second. The Milwaukee, right now, the way it is, Milwaukee's three, and the Knicks are six. Do you think the Bucks can beat the Knicks? Do you think that Thibodeau can find a way to scratch out four wins against the Bucks? 
I worry about the Knicks in a seven-game series where there's a concerted effort from whoever they're playing just because, I, I mean, the roster's not very good. The Knicks have overachieved. You mentioned it, and Thibodeau's been awesome. I just worry about the Knicks when that effort night-to-night isn't part of the equation because everybody's on the same field as far as the postseason's concerned. Yeah, no, I, I could understand that. And then, look, I, I think this, too. I think if the Lakers, if the Lakers go to the play-in, and they beat Golden State. They play Phoenix. Like I, I would two versus seven. I wouldn't be scared of that at all. No. Would you? No. I would take. I would take. I bet the Lakers are favored in that if if it's two versus seven. And it look, it comes down to the health of their two big dogs. Uh, but that's really this, and that's why we've had such a rough season in, in the NBA in particular, just because of the load management. Let me just let you know, uh, basketball, hockey. We're talking about the playoffs right now. Bet MGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app, has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip, bring your state-issued ID, start placing sports bets from anywhere. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's what you've been waiting for all year. And that is, we have Tim Tebow props. Oh, oh man, I can't wait for these. That is I the definition wait. of sweet spot. I can't, I can't believe somebody's dumb enough to take money on these and lose. Let's just make, let's make them lose. Let's. Uh, people were calling. People were calling my radio show last night to talk about your rant about Tebow. Were they upset with it? Did no, they no, no it? they loved it. Who has a problem with it? I got a tweet from some guy today. Tebow will prove you wrong. He's 33. Hasn't proved me wrong yet. Like, like, tell when's he gonna prove me wrong? Yeah. Like, when's he gonna prove me wrong? Like, I was all for him. I was rooting for him. He turns like, you into a sailor, what... cussing left and right. When we come oh, back, I'll give you the you. JJ. <laughs> Triple Crown is tomorrow. First bet is the perfect place for you to start your betting action. Sign up now and you'll get analysis and wagering on every race. It's AI-assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service. Celebrate the Preakness. We're going to give you 20 bucks. First bet It's going to give you $20 in free bets for all new users who sign up now through tomorrow. Use the promo code VEGAS20. Also, everybody who redeems this $20 free bet will receive full access in a VSIN subscription. Just go to vsin.com slash horses. That's vsin.com slash horses for more information. Michael Lombardi, president of the Tim Tebow fan club in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher, live in Vegas. So I've got Tim Tebow's uh, season props. And let's just say that they Vegas falls in, the lo- in line with your thinking as far as Tim Tebow's effectiveness. Okay, his receive his receiving yards prop is set at twelve and a half yards. Take the under. <laughs> Unders juiced up to one sixty-seven. Of Total- course it is. Of course he's not going to make the team. I mean, he's not going to make the team. He's going to line up at Y, and somebody's going to smack him right in the mouth and say, "Like, what are you doing out here? Go back to the TV booth." Like, seriously, tight end isn't exactly a position you just, oh, I'm going to learn this on the fly. You're at 70 protection. You got the defensive end. You know, 
you know, you're going to have to double team down on the three on the five technique. You're going to have to kick up to the linebacker. He's going to punch you right in the mouth. How's this going to work out? I'm not saying Tebow's not tough. This is a whole other world. It's a whole other world. Like, like, are we just here for for Tim to do whatever he wants to do on a recreational base? Are we just one giant big uh, in a mural league for Tim? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Is that I, what we're doing? Well. And I forgot to mention, I guess I should have told you before the show, he's actually hosting the Lombardi line with you tomorrow, Tim Tebow. Good. I hope he comes on. I got to ask him, like, dude, just go, you know, like, you've got a great gig. Go be on the Southeast Conference Network. Go do ESPN. Like, it's just not going to happen for you. If you want to play, you know, I would, and hopefully when we come on, when he comes on, we can play Glory Days. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? uh, yeah, I haven't heard from Vison in about five months, and I think it's because they got something a little cooking for you, and that's Tim Timothy Tebow. If he doesn't make the Jags, don't worry. You're going to have a co-host. Uh, the, well, <laughs> the, yeah, that's not going to happen. That the, dog ain't hunting, I can tell you that. Glory days. Oh, pass me by. Glory days. If you stand Tim Tebow In the wake of a young man's eyes, glory If you stand days. Tim yeah, Tebow, yeah, keep glory it going. Days. Glory days. Glory days, yes. Uh, he could throw that speedball by you, make you look like a fool. There you go. Keep it good. No, come on now. Keep it going. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, put, if I'm gonna put you on the spot, let's I mean, go. it's glory days. It's glory days. If you That's stand him is. next to Travis Kelsey, if you stand him next to Kyle Pitts, they are different specimens of humans. Like they're not even. First off, he's just diminutive for a tight end these days. And then secondly, is he even athletically on par with anybody at the position? Excuse me, not bless at 33 you. years old. Thank you. God bless me. I hope so. Uh, I mean, not at 33 years old. And I mean, who, oh, here's, no. the, here's the answer. If, if, if Tebow, if it doesn't work out with the Jags, how many other teams are calling him? Uh, Zero. Counting, ca- counting Canada, counting the Italian League, counting the Polish League, counting the German League, which has two teams. So that's two, three, six, six leagues, none. <laughs> so, Michael. I mean, nobody's going to call him. Nobody's going to call him. Nobody would even entertain it. Like, do you know how many times last year, do you remember uh, the receiver that got traded, Percy Harvin, that wanted to try? Remember he posted on social video, on social, on, on Instagram, his workout, and he looks sensational, right? Like, hey, just give me a chance. I want to be, you know, I want to be, a, you know, I can come back. No, nobody gave him a chance, but not Tim Tebow. He gets another chance. Tebow, you know, come on in, Tim. Like, come on. I mean, you're going to lose credibility. I okay. mean, really, if, if you're Trent Balky and you're the GM, you go to Urban and say, Urban, I know you love the kid. Put him on the coaching staff. Make him a GA. You know, we'll make him a GA. Team chaplain. And we're out of team chaplain, advisor, you know, consigliere, whatever you want to make him. Call him whatever you want. But And then when he goes out and throws the ball around with the players, great, we can watch him. But don't do this. There's no upside to this. There's only negativity to this. Tebow should be throwing Hail Marys in the pregame meeting, not in a two-minute drill. How about that? Hail Mary. I I agree. He's very religious. I I don't know if you heard. I have no, and it, this is not about religion for me. This is about the mask. This is about the, the mask that eats the face. This is about, it's time to step away. This is about not being self-indulgent. This is about allowing someone else to take, to have that spot and not you. You've had enough spots. You've got your own career. Yeah. So just quickly, you'd take under half a touchdown on Tebow's? I would take under. He's not going to make the team. They <laughs> yeah, won't put that odd up there. I they won't you. put that odd up hey, there. Hey, God bless, man. When we come back, we uh, 
We're going to talk. No, we're going to talk Tim Tebow. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Josh Applebaum's going to join. Yeah. He's got picks, market insights. Uh, hopefully, he made, hopefully he bet against the six. I know Berman did. Berman cashed out last night. He was cashing out in the first quarter. Forgive those who trespass against us. And those Anyway, we come back with Josh. This is tomorrow, and VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing horses, the jockeys, track conditions. Anything you need, visit VEASAN.com slash horses. Find our full race coverage. You can see it right there, track conditions, starting positions, everything. Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, Jeremy Plonk. That's VEASAN.com slash horses. Michael Lombardi, the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Here comes Josh Applebaum with a market update. Market Insights is the pod. You can find it at vcin.com slash podcast. Hi, Josh. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Michael. And, yeah, so much to get to, Michael. Get ready. We got to talk some baseball. I want to get your take on an interesting Eagles win total. That I don't know if you'll agree with the juice or not here on that one. A uh, little bit of NBA. But, guys, take a step back. Uh, we got to celebrate one thing today. Three years ago today, guys, the PASPA was repealed, the federal ban on sports betting. So just think of what uh, a huge landslide and, and change it's been over the last three years before, you know, before PASPA was repealed, that federal ban on sports betting. You know, it was pretty much Nevada's where you could bet. And then it was it was global books. And that's it. But now we've seen just a massive sea change here. So in only three short years, you know, we've seen, uh, let's see, 21 states plus D.C. have already gone legal live. There's six more that are in the pipeline. And this is intriguing to me, guys. You know, if you look at uh, the amount of money wagered uh, since the since when basically when Passport was repealed three years ago to now, the handle uh, on legal money bet on sports in 2018 and uh, three years ago was 500 million. Today, it's almost 5 billion. So this just goes to show we're in a great, uh, great industry right now that's expanding. And kind of when you take a step back, you think it was always like this, but it wasn't. Uh, and it's just great to see three years later the expansion of legalized. Yeah, money. but did you know that Tim Tebow repealed PASPA? And Tua intercepted the pass. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. <laughs> it was a pass buff from Tua to Tebow. Good information. I mean, does anybody, dis does anybody oh, no. disagree? I mean, I feel like, am I, am I the only one saying this? I no. mean, does anybody disagree? No. Or is it people too scared? You know, he's going to prove you wrong. When is he going to prove me wrong? He's 33 years old. He's failed at football. He's failed at baseball. When? I mean, inside, and I was rooting for him. Inside I mean, urban staff, isn't urban staff? There's some dissension there. They don't want him. They don't even want him. They want to win football Who games. Who would want him? Why would you want to be the tight end coach and have to train this guy and waste all your time? You're practicing coaching. Like, remember what 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 the Tony what, what the Tony's lawyer told him. The FBI is a business, Tony. They're only going. They're going to put their investment. They want a return. Coaching's in a business. We want a return on our investment. Yeah, it's shtick. They're doing shtick. It's like, you know, it's like Applebaum up in Des Moines. It's all shtick. Uh, so let's set up the board for today. What, what, when you take a look back, take a step back and look at the May 14th board, what are you looking at here, Josh? I think it's a huge baseball day. Uh, you really got no hockey today. You got some NBA, but we know NBA, to me, it's really, really tough right now betting a lot of these plays, especially with the volatility and 
teams resting, tanking. There's a lot of uncertainty. I think it's a huge baseball day. If you like betting baseball, you know, I joke about fade the public Friday, but today's a great day to go contrarian with, with higher ticket counts than usual. You know, you may not have grinded with us all week long, but it's Friday night. You're feeling good. You want to get down on a game. You just got your latest paycheck. This is why these, these games are more heavily bet and therefore uh, a little more contrarian value here. So, uh, Michael, I want to throw just a bunch at you, see what you think. First one was. That's Mr. Uh, baseball to you, Josh. Yeah. Exactly. Mr. Baseball, well, my no, mistake. We'll see. What do we got? What do we got? What are we looking well, at here now? So, and Michael, we got to get these in because once football returns, baseball's done. I mean, we're not talking about this anymore. So let's see. We, we let's should. get as many in as we can. <laughs> but Michael, yeah, your take about on uh, anyway, but let's go <laughs> San Fran and Pittsburgh, Michael. I know you're a big Giants fan. We joke about, you know, the, the weather in San Fran late, but um, big, big steam move to the Giants today, guys. They got their ace on the mound. Kevin Gosman, 3-0, 1.97 ERAs going up against Miguel Yahoo. He's only one in uh, 0-1 ERA is 8.34. But this is one of those games where it seems, seems to me like pros are not outthinking themselves. Uh, Giants have been playing great. 5-1 in their last six. Pittsburgh. 3-11, and 11, their last 14. They started off kind of feisty, playing decent. They've really hit rock bottom here recently. San Fran won the opener 3-1 last night. But, Michael, big, big move towards San Fran. They open around minus 150. They're all, up, all the way up to almost minus 200. Uh, you're a favorite with a low total, which would be in, in favor of the Giants. But also big steam, 15 cents or more coming off a win, 49-35 and 35 this year, 58%. So, Michael, I know you would have wanted to get this number earlier on the Giants, but what do you think? Would you go G-Men in this play? I'm going to go the under here. I think both pitchers have been spot on to start the season. And Anderson last start was the only game they went over. And so I think both teams, because of the minimal offense, I think will struggle to score a lot of points. And look, the Giants bullpen has the fourth lowest whip in the last five games. So they've played really well. So I think either team has really lack of offense. I'd go the under seven and a half. Okay, next one on the board here on a fade the public Friday Major League Baseball. Big day. The Rays, Josh. Yeah, Rays. If you want to buy low on the Rays, I think they might be in a good spot tonight. It's very rare you get glass now. They're ace, one of the best pitchers in baseball, around minus 150, minus 160-ish. Usually he's a little bit higher than that. But to me, this is kind of just a buy low opportunity. The Mets have been playing great, guys. They've won seven straight. They lead the NL East. So uh, naturally, you know, typically it's going to be a big, you know, public glass now play, but the tickets are kind of split in this one. Uh, and you look at Tampa, they lost two or three to the Yankees, even though they ended up uh, winning yesterday, but they're only two and four of their last six. So you have a Mets team play playing great Rays struggling a bit here but all this movement has been toward the Rays the Rays open around minus 145 been bet up to minus 155 closer to minus 160 uh interleague line moves are 58 percent this season also sweet spots uh non-division favorite between minus 150 and minus 175 they're 62 percent this year 30 and 18 again another favorite low total maybe another low scoring game Michael seven down to six and a half but what do you think Peterson against glass now would you lay with the Rays tonight Michael or do you like that plus money with New York uh, you know, I, I think I, I would take – I think you're right. I don't think you ever get the raise at this number. And I think I would be more inclined to take them. It wasn't one of my plays for the day, but I do think you're right. I think it's some, oftentimes it's hard to get the raise at this number, and I think I would take them. Josh, are you as bullish as Wes Reynolds on your Bs as they open up the Stanley Cup playoffs tomorrow against the Caps? Caps have issues between the pipes. We know this, but the Caps have actually played pretty well against the Bruins. The Bruins are laying a buck fifty on the series yeah. price. 
I was surprised by that price, Patrick. I thought maybe it'd be more of a pick'em type game. I think this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. You got a lot of bad blood here, Michael. Almost like your your Sixers in the Heat last night, where they kept going back and forth. No, 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 no. The Seventy Sixers ran and hid last night. <laughs> that was that was not a fight, Josh. That was a retreat. I mean, those armies were back. They went back into the hills. I mean, that was over with. And then trying to act like a tough guy, you know, yelling at him. Then when he came out on the court, like, oh, come on, that was no fight. That was no fight at all. I'm with you, but here's a real fight. Yeah, this, these two. Uh, I, I wonder what the over/under on penalty minutes will be here. It's going to be Michael, crazy. They hate each other. You have Tom Wilson hurting Brandon Carlo. You got the back and forth here. Chara. Chara. Yeah, exactly, Patrick. I think you're, you're. I like the Bruins here. I think the line's a little high. Can't lay a dollar fifty on them though. It, it is tough. You'd probably rather uh, roll over the money line, but Patrick Taylor Hall and advantage and goal. I think that's what you're banking on. If you like the beats. Don't Patrick me, Josh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Hey, you got a question about the Eagles. When we come back NFL more to come here, Josh Applebaum, Michael Lombardi, the Lombardi line. than the final score with the one game parlay at BetMGM. It's exciting. It's a new feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. You can make parlay bets on MLS right now and NBA with more sports coming. It's right now your BetMGM account. You can go there, log in, you'll see it. BetMGM.com. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text redline 800-889-9789. As we welcome you back on a wonderful Friday here. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. And Josh Applebaum, Market Insights is the pod, joins us. And I know you had a question for Michael about the Eagles, Josh. Yeah, this one jumped out to me, Michael, because I think, you know, I'm curious whether or not you agree with the books and the way they're juicing up the Eagles win total. Because, you know, we talked about yesterday the Tampa Bay Bucks to the over made a lot of sense. But uh, this Eagles win total. So, uh, number one, they have the easiest schedule based on their opponents this year, their records from last year. They went 117 and 155. That's a 430 win percentage. So right off the bat. You would think easy schedule here, but their total win total is six and a half. But the interesting thing is the over is really, really juiced up at BetMGM. The over is minus 150 at DraftKings. It's minus 155. This is, this is a team that went 411 and one last year. You know, you do have Jalen Hurts going into year two. You, have, you, you drafted Smith. You got a new coach with Sirianni. But they're a three and a half point dog at Atlanta in week one. And Michael, I'm going through the schedule. I, it's hard for me to to see a seven and ten. I don't know. What do you think? Do you like this over? Do you agree with the books? Or would you say give me the under six and a half with a lot of plus money here, plus one twenty five? You know, I don't I don't see it that way, Josh. I think the under is juice because they I think it's it's not in play. I mean, I look everybody in Philly, they're not going to have a great team. But look at the end of their schedule. When they land that airplane back in uh, week eleven from Denver after they played out in Denver. They don't get on another airplane for the rest of the year, for the rest of the year. 
like, you know, they play the Giants, they play the Saints, then they drive up to play the Giants, they go back and drive again and play the Jets, have a bye week, take the train down to Washington, play home against the Giants, you know, take the train to wash, you know, all that. So it's really, to me, they have a favorable schedule travel-wise. I think the second half of the season, they'll be an improved team as they learn how the head coach is going to call the game and where Jalen Hurts is. I think it has a very good propensity to go over the six and a half because I think they could improve. But the concern you have and why I think the juice is, uh, is for the why they're giving it to you is if you don't stay healthy, which is something they haven't been able to do the last three years. They have older guys on their team. They're trying to slowly weed those guys out. But I don't think the division is good enough to think that they can't steal a win from the Giants, steal a win from the, you know, uh, steal a win from the Cowboys or steal a win from the uh, Washington football team. And then they could find other wins on that schedule. You know, I mean, they got the Lions, they have the Raiders, they have the Jets. I mean, it isn't like they're playing against a tough, tough schedule here. Well, here, here's the best way to approach the Eagles. And it, we sat here during COVID last year, Michael. Uh, what's fascinating about when the schedule's released and everybody gets excited and starts looking ahead and win, loss, win, loss. Remember, last year at this time, the Eagles were essentially tied for your betting favorite in division with the Cowboys. Nobody expected anything from Washington. Nobody expected anything from the Giants. It was the Eagles or the Cowboys, and that number kept on flip-flopping. The Eagles won four games. That's why right yeah. now we know nothing. Right, that's right. And, and, and look, they could have won five. I mean, they could have beaten the Cowboys in the last week of the season, which would have kept the Washington football team out of the playoffs, right? That's true. So, you know, they had that game. They could have easily won that. And this is – where's your faith in Jalen Hurts? Where is it? I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep his eye level up and not worry about the pass rush. I worry about that. So, I don't think they're a great team by anymore. But 6-11 six and six and 11, you know, seven and ten is not a good season. I mean, it's not. <laughs> you know, that's equivalent to the six and ten. You know, we would say to me, I don't think it's hard to find seven wins on that team without an up. The Falcons opening game are the Falcons that good? I don't know. Well, we have to see. if it doesn't work out at tight end down in Jacksonville, maybe the Eagles are looking for another quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Well, they they had him once. The he could. He he was there once. Chip Kelly brought him back. Yep. Facts. I mean the one thing about one the one thing about the, the the Mr. Tebow he is he calls in on favors and they deliver they deliver I mean <laughs> you know they deliver when he calls they deliver he he must have an offer they can't refuse I don't know you should have him on the Market Insights podcast Josh the next one <laughs> the next one up you should. All kidding aside, you should have him on GM Shuffle. That would break download records. <laughs> I should invite him on there. Like, why? Let's why are do we it. doing this? Yeah, let's, I wouldn't know how to get to Well, he's the worldwide leader. He's probably not allowed to go on. <laughs> he could probably. <laughs> it, he, he, yeah, that is. You know what? Let's not go there. All right, next one. Next one on the board. We'll go back to baseball here. Toronto. Matt's on the bump. Velasquez for the uh, Phillies. And Toronto's laying a little bit of a price. 147 here, Josh. Yeah, you're, you're right, Patrick. Toronto's uh, paying a price here a little bit. I think what's interesting to me is kind of a big move here toward Toronto. You look at Philly, 20 and 18. They're playing well. They took two or three against Washington. They're seven and three of their last 10. You had Bryce Harper hurt for a few of those games. They've still played well here. But Toronto guys, they're playing. They're playing loose right now. They just swept Atlanta in Atlanta. They're 20 and 16. They're six and two their last eight. And this seems to be kind of a split ticket count, but a big move here toward the Blue Jays. So uh, technically, they're at home. Remember, they're playing in Florida here. 
here. They're not playing in Toronto, but big steam toward Toronto. Toronto open around minus 130. They've been bet up almost to minus 150 here. This would match some systems I like. These interleague line moves, you got to play the style of baseball in the league that you're playing. Uh, the interleague moves are 58% this year. Uh, steam 15 cents or more off a win. So you're off a win, you're feeling good, and the money's going in your favor. That's 49 and 35 this year, 58%. And then you also look at both these teams, similar records, but run differential. Uh, Jays are plus 34. Phillies are only plus five. So it's kind of telling you, Phillies, maybe you're getting a little bit lucky with their record, even though they're not really winning very handily here. Um, and then, Michael, I'll throw this to you as well. What do you think of the total here? It's 10 and a half, but wind is blowing out. It's a nice 75 degree day there in Florida. So uh, what do you think, Michael? Would you go Jays? here and what do you think of the total well you read my mind uh, you know I was hoping for a little lower total but we didn't get it and I think when you look at Toronto and Dunedin where they play uh, those games have gone over 64 percent of the time at home and and most of those were without the big bat of Hernandez and the bullpen for hasn't been as sharp usually the bullpen runs a full a full run higher at home than they do on the road so I like the Jays to pounce on Valesquez. I don't think they'll let him get in situations where he can get out of them. And I think that they can get these bats moving, and I think the game's going to go over 10.5. I like it. Hazmat time. I heard a rumor <laughs> that somebody's on the Tigers tonight in scooball. Uh, Arietta in town with the Cubs, and you're going to lay, I think, right around 130-ish on the Cubs. But you're coming back the other way. There it is, Josh's <laughs> grossest play of the day. The Tigers catching 118. Yeah, this one is so gross. It's this disgusting. is the epitome. It's you should be so ashamed terrible. of yourself. <laughs> but Patrick, this is your team, my man. This mm. is this is for you. Uh, <laughs> the Cubbies, they're not. The Cubs aren't who you think they are. Uh, famous coach once. Crown their ass, we then. They were. Go ahead and yeah, crown their ass. Exactly. They're they're 17 and 19. They've lost three straight. They're not hitting. Chris Bryant's a little bit hurt. Detroit, Patrick, out of nowhere. They don't have the worst record in baseball Thank anymore. Uh, they've been overlapped here by the Twins, Thank but you. they just they just swept four in a row here against KC. They're playing a little bit loose. They're at home here today. Everybody is taking the Cubs. How can you not? You think of the Cubs as a good team. The Tigers are terrible. Yet, despite this hugely lopsided betting on the Cubs, they've fallen around minus 140-ish, down to minus 130. This would match with uh, big steam, dog off a win, interleague line move, dog high total, all in the Tigers here. So I think the, the first inclination is late with the Cubs here, but money's going to the Tigers. This is one of those gross plays where you, you hate yourself for betting it, but uh, but the money's behind the Tigers here, Michael. What do you think? Can, can Patrick's uh, home team here get a W? Thank you. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, that's really, you got to really wear that suit proudly, Josh. I got to tell you that right now. But, you know, I, I let me get my notes out on this game because I was I, this wasn't one I was going to. play. Well, that one was probably like 5 a.m., not 3 a.m. Like the rest of the you board. Know, you want to stay away you know, from those Tigers. Like, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I. I I just think, to me, the only thing I would take would be the over in this game at eight and a half. It was at eight and a half, and it could go up to nine. I think that's the only thing I would take in this game, just looking at my notes. I mean, uh, I think Scoble has yet to prove himself at the level. I think he's made 12 starts and is pitching at a 5.84 ERA, according to my notes. So I think it's the over at best. The game that I had, if you're interested, yeah. I don't know if anybody's interested. I'm interested. Are you kidding I mean, me? If you're Baited I mean, breath. I like the Diamondbacks today. I like it over nine and a half. You know, excuse me, uh, uh, under nine and a half. What's that? The Diamondbacks. What is that? The game, Diamondbacks versus the, uh, I got it right Nationals. here. Nationals. The, yep. the Nats. Nationals, right. What do we have? That, what do we have? Scherzer that on the bump for the Nats as well. 
Yep. You know, the Diamondbacks are near the top 10 in OPS in the, against right-handed pitch in the season. You know, so I like the under here a lot. I like the under. All right. Josh, your thoughts? Well, Michael, I think you're reading the market right. It's nine right now, but a lot of these books look eight like they're Eight and a half are popping up. Eight and a half are yeah, popping up. Look at him. He's out in front of it. Hey, He's I still just, get a nine. Just try to st- just try to stay on top of it. <laughs> hey, by the you way, know, I, what, you know what it yeah. made me think of when we did that when Josh and I were having fun? With, uh, how about uh, Dennis, Denny Green? Dennis Green, RIP, <laughs> crown their ass. Did you know Dennis Green well? Sure. Dennis Green was in that room when we voted against trading for Steve Young, and Bill walked out and said, we're doing it anyway. Of course, he was <laughs> go, right there in the room. Go ahead and standing, crown their ass. He, he was standing two, two away from me. It was Holmgren, Denny Green. They were all in that room. Yeah, I picked Denny Green up at the airport. You know, <laughs> Who didn't you pick up from the airport? Uh, I was, Every story I was, begins I was and like, ends with, I was at the airport. <laughs> I, and literally, that was my job. I was going to the airport. Like, and, and I could I could park right there at SFO and wait. Like, I knew every bad guy there. You know, they just come out. I got Holmgren. I got Sherm Lewis. I got them all. Steve I mean, Young. I got them all. Steve Young with his high heels with on. With the cowboy I mean, I boots. <laughs> cowboy boots Make on. Make them yeah, look tall. <laughs> Make them look tall. I, I got, no, Denny, Denny called on a Saturday. I was in the office working. The, you know, the main switchboard line rang. I, I answered. He says, hey, I'm stuck at the airport. Can you come get me? Yeah, sure. I'll be right there. Denny, hold on. You know? <laughs> I got you. All right. I got you. Let's play two. Under nine, Nats, Diamondbacks, Mr. Baseball's hey, hey, play. Well, I would look at, what do we have on the Rangers, Astros, too? Well, I know we got to go. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll see you we'll see you tomorrow boys the nuts is coming up next